Landscape Alaska's Conversations with Alaskan Gardeners is back on the air, 4th of July weekend. Boy, and what a weekend it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yes. You know? It was 85 yesterday. Everything is just booming, booming, booming out there. I wonder what the water temperature is, how it's doing. You know, I worry about the weather just because it affects everything. And, you know, are the fish running? Are they going to be coming on time? Are they on schedule? And, and are they uh, are they worried? Are the fish worried? Can we get up there? Is it too hot for us? Well, Landscape Alaska is a conversational show. We invite you to call in. We it's, don't talk about fishing very much, but we do talk about gardening. 907-586-1800 gets you on the air. You can invite us to come to your house and look at your gardenias if you have gardenias, but you can certainly invite us to come look at your rhododendrons. Haven't the rhododendron show been spectacular? The flowers all over town have just been incredible. I mean, the one thing about this heat is that things are growing 24 hours a day. And the roses everywhere. Oh, and those lilacs. The biggest and beautiful roses. And peonies, man, the peony flowers everywhere. Just going to town. You can tell the ones that are planted in the perfect spot because there's lots of them and the great big, I mean, there are some that are the size of my head. One of my clients sent a picture thanking us for saying that the lilacs needed lime and she put lime on them last year. Her lilacs haven't bloomed prodigiously in 25 years. They're big old ones that she bought with the house. And she put the, made the holes in the ground, put the lime around it, and she has over a hundred flowers on her lilac this year. She was so happy. That sounds great. Yep, and, and the picture was beautiful too. I Absolutely bet. beautiful. And this is this is the mid mid lilac time, mm-hmm. and you know the uh, the way to control your lilacs and prune them in the old time gardening lexicon is you prune lilacs by picking bouquets. By picking bouquets. There you go. That's the clue that if you cut them now. Then they'll have enough time to make budwood for the following season, and you'll still get a good flower show. And that's the same thing for those uh, Japanese lilacs. It's the same thing for the tree lilacs. This is an, uh, uh, there's the biggest Japanese lilac I've ever seen in my life at the garden I'm watering in right now, and it's huge. I know they bought it from us at least 40 years ago. Oh, yes. and I know the one you're talking you about. You should see it's grown even bigger. It's so big, and it's just loaded with flowers. The Japanese lilac, what's the name of it, the real name? You mean uh, Syringa reticulata? Uh-huh. That real name? Syringa reticulata. Uh, reticulata means like a little purse, because the seed pod looks like a little purse. Um, real creamy, real creamy white. There's some great big ones in bloom in the governor's house right now on Calhoun. They've got to be 18 feet tall. And the aroma fills that intersection there. You walk down the street, and you see the people from the tourist buses and, and the tourist boats, and they're walking up the street looking around, and they've got their noses in the air wondering what's going on there. It's, <laughs> it's such an amazing aroma. So it's really dry, though, really dry out there. Oh, if, you water, are, if you are growing things, be sure to be watering them. And it's no, not so much squirt the flowers as saturate the ground. Like I'm watering a very dense garden and I just take the nozzle off the hose and get it underneath <coughs> all the leaves and let it satu- saturate the ground every day. Have to. Because mm-hmm. the hottest part of the day in this garden 
is the two to six o'clock time yeah. when it's really hot. And the sun's been shining on it already for six or eight hours. Right. So. And it's going to shine on it until it goes down. Watering it, keeping yeah. it watered. Well, remember the the habit here has been for there to be plenty of water, so the roots aren't very deep. They're out. They're spread out sideways, but they don't go down very deep. But if it gets dry there. And lawns are mowing are, are growing twenty four hours a day. The lawns I take care of, I have so much more grass than I usually have. I mean, we have to stop and empty our hoppers more often because the grass is just dense, uh-huh. absolutely dense and happy. I mean, after last year when it got all fungusy and icky, a lot of that's dried up and gone away. So it's recovering, which is good. Absolutely. And, and, and as soon as it rains, I'm going to start fertilizing the lawn. Yeah, there's no sense fertilizing it right now. Mm-mm. have to water it in and water it in and water in. But yeah. it, when the lawn is growing like this, it's depleting its own uh, nutrient reserves. So it's going to be ready for fertilizing. Right. But I'll, I'm going to wait for a good rain for that to happen. And it doesn't look idea. like it's going to happen for... It, there's no real rain in sight until after the 15th of July. I mean, they say... There's a lot of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Since we've got a month without rain, practically. So our ads are out on the uh, public media for uh, sales this weekend. And at Landscape Alaska, we're open uh, today and tomorrow. We'll be closed on Monday, of course. Everything will be closed on Monday. We're always closed on Mondays. But uh, we'll be open today and tomorrow. Today from 10 to 4, tomorrow from noon to 4. And we have hydrangeas and hostas and all kinds of things that you'd be thrilled to see. And the nursery just looks beautiful right now. Absolutely beautiful. Everything in town looks beautiful right now. It's true. There's not a street you go down. It doesn't look just look glorious. And uh-huh. you see people out there in their yards getting it done early in the day or getting it done late in the day. There's not too many people out there doing stuff in the middle of the day. Me. I'm out there. That's right. Slogging. So happily. Absolutely slogging. <laughs> Luckily, we've had that nice breeze that has kept things civilized, kept the bugs off of us, and keeps it just cool enough that doing labor's all right. I see your landscape labor crew gets exhausted. Who doesn't? Absolutely. You know, we're, we're not used to this 80 degrees and working in the sun stuff. Everybody's <laughs> fighting for who gets to work in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on that side of the house. No, okay, so be... let's talk about roses. The roses are absolutely beautiful. God, I've seen some though? of the biggest roses I've ever seen. I saw a Hansa rose in bloom at the police station that had to be 12 feet wide. Hansa and is the dark pink double Sitka rose style. Really fragrant. Really pretty. And, and the flowers were so big, they almost looked like cabbages. And to say that the plant had... 200 flowers not an exaggeration and all in bloom and if you want to take cuttings when do when do you take cuttings on roses david because you can actually grow things from a cutting it takes time but it it uh after the first couple of years they really take off they do there's two styles of cuttings there's hardwood cuttings and semi softwood cuttings and and this is the time for the second kind the softwood cutting the softwood cuttings that's the ones where you have to to uh put them in the shade and have the humidity high and they root very rapidly and the the don't timing, you root them in something yeah the timing is that when you can bend the 
the little branch and it breaks. Once it's hard enough to break, that means it's ready to start rooting. If it just bends over, then it's too early yet. And you uh, make a real clean cut in the bottom and dip them in a rooting hormone and you put it in a container that's got uh, peat moss and perlite or peat moss and sand or, or even peat moss and gravel. Peat. That's right. Something that will hold the water and yet let the air in and let the water drain away. Right. And, and then you put it someplace kind of out of the sun. Right. And in six weeks or so, you've got roots on, on everything. Okay. Well, um, I want to take some rose cuttings. Okay. What kind of roses do you want to cut? Well, I love that white, what we call the Scotch rose downtown. Uh-huh. There's, there used to be everywhere. But now I saw that Dennis Harris had it in his front yard. Two great. Oh yeah, remember his mom was quite a gardener. Absolutely, and uh, the Catholic Church has a bunch of them. Oh, don't they though? Mm -hmm. I was looking at those last night. Are they in bloom? Man, and they got white peonies. They're blooming with them. What a color combination that is! Mm -hmm. White on white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real pretty. So what's and once you do that, you can kind of cut the very tip off of the little cutting, and you can cut the leaves in half. So so uh, it doesn't weep out as much water because that's the right. Whole you're thing. not trying to support the flower. No, you're just supporting the life in the cutting itself while it grows roots. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what about people who take cuttings and put them in bottle glasses of water and stuff like that and grow roots that way? Well, the roots that grow in water are different than the roots that grow in dirt. Right. And so, while it'll support it. If you take that cutting and grow and get roots on it, you want to put it into some kind of soil media as soon as it gets roots on it. Unless you just want to keep it in a jar and have it like that. Because you could, you know, hydroponics is all all based on uh, just using water as a support system. So you could have a cutting that goes from uh, a little piece of greenery to having uh, stems and shoots and ultimately flowers on it without ever going into dirt. But if you really want a shrub, as soon as it starts getting roots, you want to put it into dirt so it can and make And keep it in roots. the shade, just like you were talking about. That's right. Keep it in the shade so it doesn't burn up. Of course. Now, not everything can be rooted like this. Like, no. you can't root peonies like this. You can't take cuttings from peonies. You can. You can? You can. You don't you have to have the wooden part? No. With peonies, it's a different thing since that's all soft tissue anyway you can take cuttings of that and you have to really really be careful with the moisture with those you make little tents over them to keep them in the shade or you plant them someplace where it's only got like a 15 percent light or something like that so it's really dim but they'll root in there too and so will hydrangeas and so will um most things but it takes a while for them to do that so what's a while oh two months okay well, you know, I personally am only interested in rooting things I can't buy. Like those, in, those white roses. Yep, I'm interested in rooting anything for fun. You know, I like to do that stuff anyway. But rooting things you can't buy or things that well, the, the, you, you have know, particular affection for. Right. I'm just saying, when you can just p- commercially buy things and order them in catalogs and stuff like that, that, that satisfies me. Right. Because that's my life. But at the uh, same time... Just like fashion, 
the horticultural world changes so quickly that what was fashionable 50 years ago is non-existent today right. unless you find some exotic grower somewhere that lets you buy a little four-inch pot of it or something. So that, that's what I like. When I was a kid, we would go to the nursery with my father, and he would have a plastic bag in his pocket and his little sharp knife. He'd go introduce himself to the nurseryman and say, I'd like to take some cuttings, please. And they would go and talk about the various varieties, and he'd end up with a pocket full of little slips. Mostly fruit trees, right? Mostly fruit fruit trees. That was what his thing was, mostly fruit trees. New varieties of fruit trees, and we'd go back home and graft them into the trees in the yard. So they'd have more than one kind of fruit. Some of them have 20 kinds of fruit on them. Oh, that's amazing. And would they be apple trees? Apples and pears and peaches and nectarines. And since... Of course, you lived in California where it was hot and sunny. I did, and my parents had a walnut orchard. So that was part of the regular yearly operation was there are things that have to get... The old tree gets cut off and a new tree gets grafted into it. Oh, great. You think about trees as being all eternal, but you know, in, in that particular situation where they're they're meant to be fruitful, you got to keep renovating them and keep them uh, active and growing. I can honestly say I know nothing about nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Other than uh, nut trees, I should say. I'm yes nuts for Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Okay, five eight six one eight hundred. So I know you're out there. I can hear you. I can hear you out there polishing your car. Okay, so what about taking lawn. what about taking cuttings for something like a jade plant? Suck your a house plant? Mm-hmm. Well, that's even easier mm-hmm. because they are, you know, they're already ready to root anywhere. You know, you just kind of lay them down; they're going to get roots on them. Good morning, conversations. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is a kind of different question, but it might uh, it would help me out, but. Um, I have pets around and stuff, and I'm trying to uh, get rid of some weeds. And I know there's something I can make up that would be organic, and that won't be poison stuff uh, to kill weeds. And you know, in a spare, why don't you help me out there with something like that? Some idea. Boy, you got to figure out, man. If it's going to kill weeds, it's going to hurt your pets. There's just not. There's nothing you can well, do. Okay, let me let me ask you something. Um, I read up something some uh, people were using. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was Dawn and then vinegar and then uh, some other stuff you mix in there. And it's supposed to be killing weeds. Have you heard of anybody doing that? So it's Dawn heard, and vinegar have, and stuff? I have heard of it, but I don't know what the real recipe is. Right, yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. So I got Dawn and vinegar, and there's something else I would like to find maybe, that out. Maybe you could go online and maybe they'll uh-huh. have the recipe on there. Y- yeah, yeah. And it's not the kind of vinegar like you eat. It's yeah, not, it's uh, it's like six or eight times as strong as that. Okay, and, and then does Evanston salt sound like it might work with it too? So Evanston salt and vinegar and Dawn, does that sound like a good formula? I think that, you know, I, I can't mm. advise it until I, I, I'd oh, no, go online. I know, I know. I'd go online, and I'll go online this week and call us back next week. I'll tell you what I find out. Yeah, me too. I'm going to try it out and let you know the next time you guys, you have this on every Saturday, ma'am? Every yeah. Saturday, yep. We'd love it. Yeah. We'd love to know. Thank okay. you very much, you guys. Bet. Thanks Appreciate for calling. Oh, have, have a good day for too, okay? You, you okay. Same to you, man. Thanks. Same to you. And another thing you can do if you got weeds that you you can isolate oh, like there's that. There's another call. Is you can just lay a piece of cardboard there's on There's another them. call. Got you another call. Good morning, conversations. Hello? Uh, hello? Uh, yes, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can now. Uh, you're real, real scared. 
scratchy and I can just barely hear you. But maybe I can speak and you might hear me better than I'm hearing you. I have, I think, a real high, I want to say pH in my yard. My mother-in-law has been trying to plant like uh, apple trees, uh, different kind of berries, and uh, rhubarbs. And they're looking really, really bad. And I didn't know if uh, there was something we could add to the soil or to our, even our whole lawn. Sometimes it has a lot of uh, uh, weeds or moss growing in it. And if, if there was something we could add to the Sh- whole sure. yard. So uh, where's your house? Up over on... Uh, Jackson Road up on the hillside. Uh huh. Okay. So if it's if it's real high, if the pH is really high, then you have to if you and you want to make it more acid, then you use something like coffee grounds that are already pretty acid. And you add that to the soil. That's an old-fashioned thing. A real old-fashioned way. And it so, takes a but lot if, of coffee grounds. But if you're gr- normally your ground here is acid, which and, is and low, you, which is low, and you try to uh, sweeten it so it can have a more neutral ground and not have it be one extreme or the other. And it depends on what you want to grow. But if you're trying to grow things like fruit trees, six, and rhubarb, five to I seven, mean rhubarb you know, grows almost anywhere. Right, and they grow in most Here's kinds what, of soil. Yeah, here's what my mother-in-law did. Uh, to start, she would get some potting soil, and the first year they would develop, and then the next year the soil would be like it's contaminated or something, or overcome from the rest of the yard. I have a pretty good sized yard, and uh, like I said, she tried uh, raspberries and uh, rhubarbs, and uh, I, they're looking pretty pitiful. I bet and, you, uh, I bet you that nobody's fertilizing them. Yeah, I can just barely hear you. Do you mind if I maybe uh, turn my phone off and you can talk on the radio? I can turn my radio on. That's and a I can good hear idea. You better on the radio. I'll go ahead and hang up. Thank you so you much, and call us again. But we'll talk about it on the radio. And if you'll talk on the radio, then I can hear you better. Okay. My phone, I can barely hear you. Okay, we so sure will. You. Uh-huh, thank you. So the gentleman's asking if he uh, has experience where he can dig a hole and use some kind of potting soil for one year and things grow along okay, and then the next year uh, they don't do so well in the same situation. And my guess is that the fertilizer that's in the potting soil gets used up the first season and then there's no fertility in it for the next season when it comes around so you'd have to add some kind of fertilizer element to it whether that would be as a liquid food or whether it would be as a granular food good morning conversations hey good morning uh i've got a rhododendron it's been growing out of a pot and about a week ago it had all kinds of exciting uh buds on it and then um i looked again yesterday and they've all seemed to retreated or gone away and i've heard you guys say that you need to feed a rhododendron, so I was wondering if that's uh, that's probably the issue. And have you been watering it since it's in a pot? Um, not much. Okay. Well, you have to figure that it's really hot and dry, 
and it they could have mm-hmm. just dried up. Oh, the buds hmm. because it needs water. Okay. Uh, and yes, feeding it's good, but before you feed it, you need to really water it for a couple of days so it really gets nice and wet in that pot, and then you can feed okay. it. Okay. 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 But for it to and happen that quickly, with? for it to happen that quickly, it's probably like Mark says, probably more has to do with the water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Send us a picture of it. What do you feed them with? What do you feed them with? Uh. uh do you have anything at all that you use? Do you, you have any kind of fertilizer? Not really. I probably have some Miracle Grow or something around. Okay. Well, Miracle Grow is better than nothing. Right. So okay. if that's all you've got, use that. But generally, okay. we use a like 16, 16, 16, or 10, 10, 10, something mm-hmm. that's a simple granular fertilizer that you sprinkle around the edges of the branches on the outside not up by the trunk of the tree, the shrub, but outside of the edges of your pot, you'd fertilize it out there. And then every time you did, you would do that maybe two or three times a year, you'd always water it in and make sure the, the pot was moist when you did that. Okay. All right. Thanks for your call. Hey, yeah. thank you. Appreciate Good luck. It. Let us know you how it goes. And, you know, rhododendrons are one of the toughest things that there are to have in the landscape. Uh, good morning, Conversations. Good morning. The uh, weed weed killer recipe is a gallon of vinegar, two cups of Epsom salt, and a quarter cup of Dawn. And it does work. That's great. And what kind of vinegar do you use? Just uh, you can buy uh, a two-pack of a gallon each at uh, Costco. It's just whatever. I don't know and what. It's not. It's cleaning. It it's co- don't they call it cleaning vinegar? White vinegar. Oh, white vinegar. I, I think it's white. I think okay. it's white. white. Okay, a gallon of vinegar and what? Uh, a gallon of vinegar, two cups of Epsom salt, and a quarter cup of Dawn, Dawn detergent. Okay. Well, thank you so much for letting us know. I hope that gentleman's listening. All okay, right. thanks, ma'am. You've used this, uh-huh. eh? Yep, yep, and it works. Great. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, let's get back to the man who lives on Jackson Road. About oh, and, and has putting fertilizer into his potting soil? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you, um, sir, if you want to contact us via the email or call us up, we can send you a little package of fertilizer and see if that does any help. And uh, you can contact us at landscapealaska at gmail. And whatever kind of fertilizer, like Margaret said, if miracle grows what you've got or, or rapid grow, go ahead and use that and... Uh, use it like half strength every week for a month and see if that makes any difference. Just make sure your plants aren't dry when you fertilize them. Even with a liquid feed, you need to make sure the soil is moist and receptive to receiving it without burning it. Especially with the kind of heat we have going on right now. That's right. And one of the things that the heat has done is it's moved everything, everything's bloomed forward. So everything's in bloom a couple weeks earlier than it usually is. That's right. And boy, are things ready. Aren't they, though? That hedge at the base of the bridge, the lilac hedge. At the Gold Belt parking lot. Boy, isn't that something else. Mm -hmm. It's done now, but it has been just spectacular for the last 10 days. It sure has. And uh, we've been looking all over town at the rhododendrons that have been in bloom, and you can see this huge rhododendron population in Juneau. And they just look stunning. I'm so thrilled to see them. Not a road you drive down, not an area you go to, not a neighborhood you go to. They don't have rhododendrons in bloom at the same time. 
and those big pink ones and big red ones they're just stunning i love them i do too and there are different kinds of rhododendrons so even though you buy a rhododendron in a small pot if it's a kind of rhododendron that gets big they get really big it's gonna get big <laughs> it's really it's gonna, gonna get big so there's dwarf rhododendrons that stay small and then there's big they call them uh, cast iron hybrids what do they call them the cast iron hybrids that's right, right. real old-fashioned ones and they get really big and you know really big meaning 10 feet 12 uh, feet at least 12 feet wide yeah 12 feet tall big big uh-huh. big big and, and in many cases you see them planted right under the windows it's so pretty the window vanishes right or you, it gets whacked off uh-huh looking out through the window at the rhododendron leaves uh good morning conversations um yes i'd like to know what nut tree that would grow well in juno and do well i live in the valley ah uh, you may be out of luck ma'am oh okay because this <laughs> well, just doesn't have the right daylight and doesn't get usually it doesn't get hot now if we're going to have climate change when it starts getting like this maybe we could try some nuts now people have told me they've grown hazelnuts but i haven't yet seen them so that might be a choice for you because that's a northern european nut okay thank you so much well, have thank you same happy to you and happy fourth of july Okay, we're coming to the end of our program, and uh, we'll be, be uh, wrapping it up here. If anybody wants to reach out and talk to us other than on the air, you're welcome to do so either through our website at landscapealaska.com or on the, the Internet. Call us at, at uh, the numbers that are on our website, or if you want to give us a email, landscapealaska at gmail. And both Margaret and I are available for conversation, so we'd be glad to talk to you about stuff in your landscapes. Have a wonderful 4th of July and be safe, Juno. Absolutely. Be safe. Have a great time. It's going to be beautiful. And we'll talk to you next week. And until then, this is Margaret and Dave. We're wishing you all happy gardening.